Good evening, Milwaukee Mayhem. It is January 8th, 2019. New year. All right. So uh, today on the podcast, we have on Devin Settle. Devin is a dancer and a producer of the Cream City Comedy Festival. So I'm excited to get her on. I'm excited to talk about dance, uh, switch things up a little bit um, from the regular, you know, comedians and MMA fighters. So that'll be fun. Also talk about what kind of got her into producing the comedy festival. I know she said she was kind of newer to it, um, but I'm excited to kind of see how that originated as well. So I guess without any other things, I don't think I got anything. I guess, uh, oh yeah, tomorrow, um, if you guys listen to this tonight, uh, so Wednesday, January 9th, I'll be at Twisted Path Distillery. Uh, so Wednesday, January 9th at 8 p.m., Twisted Path Distillery. So come check that out. Me, Chris Schmidt, uh, Mike Berg, and Jeff Swinkowski. Jeff Swinkowski's hosting and producing it, so that'll be fun. Uh, so come check that out. It'll be a good time. January 9th, tomorrow, Wednesday, January 9th, Twisted Path Distillery. All right, so let's give it up for Devin Saddle. Devin, thank you for coming on. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. I guess just to get right into everything, uh, I've seen you around the comedy scene and everything. Everybody speaks very highly of you, saying that you're very nice, very friendly, uh, also helping them uh, get on spots. You're a co-producer of the Cream City Comedy Festival, but you're also a dancer, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about dancing just because that's completely uh, outside my element. What got you into that? What, what kind of dance do you do, I dance. guess? Uh, um, well, primarily I dance with a company in Milwaukee called Panadanza. Um, say that again? Panadanza. So, Panadanza. Uh, Pana, my director, Carlise Kelly, she's from Panama. Okay. And then also Pan, meaning all. So we try to incorporate all types of, um, it's primarily women. Um, sure. We have some uh, male drummers and stuff, but, um... Yeah, you don't see too many brothers getting down. You, uh, there's a lot really? more than you would expect. Really? Yeah, okay, okay, I misspoke, um, I'm but sorry. But we do, <laughs> <laughs> we do, uh, we're really known for Brazilian samba with the whole feathers. Like yeah, I was looking through uh, one of the photos for, like, uh, the yeah. picture for you to, to go on the podcast. I was looking on your Facebook, and you had some pretty, yeah. pretty cool pictures, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, we perform all over Milwaukee. We also do, um, like, Puerto Rican bomba, really a lot of Latin and Caribbean styles. Sure. Um, but we also mix in some West African dance. We do the modern into it as well. So, how did you get into this? This is cool. Well, uh, <laughs> so I started dancing in college, actually. Okay. Did, like, musicals and stuff when I was in high school. Um, but you never did, like, ballet as a girl or anything no, like that? Okay. No, no. I, I got you beat. Thing. I did ballet when I was a little boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I never Didn't did any with. of it. I, I'm from, like, the country. There's, like, no. Where are you from? New Holstein. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So is They're, that, like, like Oshkosh area then? Kind of. Like, across the pond? Up, yeah, okay. Fond du Lac. Sure. Um, but I started dancing in college um, and just kind of fell in love with it and on a whim just decided to audition for the dance department. 
Okay. Made it in. Where'd you go to school? UW Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And um, that's where I met Carlise. So I graduated in 2015. Okay. And then um, we became friends in the department. And then last year, she just asked me if I wanted to join her company. Yeah. So I've only been dancing samba and everything for about a year. Okay. But I do, uh, I choreograph my own, mostly contemporary, modern pieces as well. And then just kind of freelance work with a couple other companies in the area. Yeah. So what drives you, what kind of made you just want to get into dance? Because I love dance. Yeah. I love dancing, but I got to have a couple couple beers to get the courage <laughs> to do so. But I love it once I yeah. get going. And I feel like it's like, it really is therapeutic if you really get into it. Man. Yeah, it's like incredibly it. therapeutic. Um, I got into it because I, I liked it from doing musicals and stuff. I was actually in music my whole life before um, singing and like flute and stuff okay. like that. Um, but... My dad told me that he saw me as a dancer, and I kind of laughed at him because uh, I liked it, but didn't see myself doing it for a career. Sure. And then one of my professors at the university said, "I think you should audition for it," and I just totally dove into it without any like history of it. And yeah, me too. With this podcast, it. yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I did like martial arts when I was younger. So oh, I what kind? I did uh, kung fu. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, I like Kung Fu. Yeah, Kung Fu and Tai Chi and stuff like that. So. Okay. Uh, that's cool. You yeah. get, uh, I think there's a lot of similarities between martial arts. I feel like martial arts or dance is like a martial art you basically do with yourself. Like, oh, yeah. You know, there's certain moves, like how you move your hips, how you like distribute your weight on your feet, like uh, from from foot to foot. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to that that's similar to martial arts. It's just instead of doing it to somebody else. Like you do it in a martial art dance, you do it with yeah. yourself. Yeah. And I, I always thought that dance was really cool in that aspect. Yeah, it's like uh, capoeira. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, that's like, the dance in martial art. Yeah, it's like the perfect marriage of the two. Yeah, and that's a beautiful. That, <laughs> that is, I, there's some like knockouts, <laughs> like legit knockouts in the MMA against like trained fighters yeah. with people doing capoeira kicks. Yeah. And that's a. Uh, I mean, it can end badly because if you type in Capoeira <laughs> fails on YouTube, it's hilarious. Uh, but but if you're very, if you can time it well, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Right? So what? Uh, I guess what got you into um, into comedy? Because I always see you. Yeah. I always see you at like mics and, oh and stuff like that. Yeah, you're all over the place. Um, so I started going to comedy. I just started going to shows. Um, even know how long ago maybe like five years ago six years ago okay. just started kind of going just for like field. recreation um yeah no i went with um i know caitlin mccarthy oh, she brought okay. me to a show she was really involved in the scene um and then i just started slowly meeting people um and then my old roommate who now lives in los angeles her name is sandy did you ever meet no but i i know of her i yeah. know of her yeah so sandy and her boyfriend dylan who did comedy here um, they just kind of started inviting me out and I became friends with like Sammy and, you know, just some People of the, the comedy local scene. comedy scene too. And I just kept going to them and sure. kind of loved it. And so how did you fall into producing the Cream City Comedy Festival? I kind of wanted yeah. to talk about, I mean, as much as you want. I know yeah. you said that. It's like your first year doing it, It correct? is my first year. Oh boy. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. So we, Sandy and I would do this show called um, Under the Stars Comedy Night at our old house that we lived at. Um, And we did that, I don't know, maybe three or four times. So this was in your apartment? Yeah, we had a a shed in the back 
um, okay. that we made into a stage. We like cleaned it out and put lighting in there and had a mic in there. Wow. And then that's pretty um, cool, dude. How many people would you would you jam pack in this place? Um, we would have a lot of people, probably easily. 30, wow. sometimes like 35, 40 people would show up. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And then um, last year for the comedy festival, I reached out to Ryan Holman and to Sammy to see if they would want to put on a show where I used to work at Invivo, which is a yoga studio. Oh. And um, so they had one of the comedy shows there last year for the festival. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I was just talking with Sammy one day and uh, said I'd be interested in kind of getting into it more. I'm too terrified to do stand-up. I was just going to ask you, if you <laughs> so, had, have you ever tried it? Oh, no, no, no. No, okay. No, no. An observer. An observer. Oh, yes, yes. That's all right. Oh, yeah. Why not? Why, uh, I mean, you did. That seems fair. Like, you put yourself in vulnerable spots, like, uh, maybe in a different way. You yeah. Know? I don't know. I guess I know how to fall and fake <laughs> it, but I don't know how to, like, bomb and fake it. The worst thing that happens is you... Eat shit in front of a bunch of people who you don't know. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's I got but, beat up in my underwear a couple times. I that did, was worse. I yeah. did a pandemonium once. You did what? Pandemonium. What's that? Pandemonium. Uh, pandemonium. It, ha- it happens at Shank Hall. Okay. Um, what is a, this? A pun competition. Pun well, that's kind of. Yeah, I got second place. Hey, that's yeah, good. Yeah, so that was. Yeah, I'm good at puns, I guess, but... You could do Those was, people that have fun. that whole... As their whole bit, like, yeah. as their whole act, they just pun one-liners, you know, you could do... You could work into that. I think you Yeah. Could, yeah. You try to... One, one try. day. One day. Yeah. We'll That's see. cool. And then so, you can dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> but, uh... I guess what gravitates you towards comedy, though? Like, do you have, like, favorite... Have you always watched... Um, watched stand-up? Have you always... Yeah, um, I used to watch stand-up a little bit when I was, like... Younger, growing up, just had Comedy Central on, and sure. um, you know, I grew up watching SNL and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just like to laugh, basically. Is yeah, all the best it here. Is. Um, Do you have know. favorite comedians? Do I have favorite comedians off the top of my head? Not really. I kind of just watch anyone. I haven't really dope too much into some people. I've seen, you know, some of the big ones sure, and everything right. like that. Um, I guess I really like, oh my god, I can't think of his name now. Of course, when I'm on the spot. He used to be a writer for SNL. He's had like two or three Netflix specials. It'll come to me. <laughs> I can't That's think okay. of it. That's alright. Like, my sister likes him because he's kind of clean. Kind of clean, okay. Doesn't narrow it down too much, but that's okay. Of course. Um, so I guess switching back to dance, um, I guess when you like, you get immersed into like this world that you're not used to, you said you got put in, like you started dancing when you were a little bit older. And like I I got immersed into like comedy and everything when I was a little bit older too. I never, Mm -hmm. I didn't, never did it obviously growing up. Martial Mm -hmm. arts I didn't go, do growing up. And then I got immersed in this world. Do you, is it kind of like, uh, since you've kind of gotten immersed in this dance world, does it kind of skew? Like, when you see people now, you're like, you don't even know how to shake your hip. Because I'll do that same thing. I'll be like, you're not distributing your weight easily. I do it all the time. I judge people really bad. Like, if I, if I like, see people fight, 
say like street yeah. fight videos, I'm like, this is hard to watch. Or like a, uh, or like a, um, like some of a guy at the barbecue doing like really shitty jokes. I get, I don't get upset. Yeah. But like things like that. So like if you <laughs> see like drunk people just like dancing and doing, acting like fools, I guess is that, that's what I'm trying to say to you. Be like, dude, this guy. No, what are you, I'm what like, are you actually, doing? I want people to do it more. Yeah. So many people always say like, oh, you look like a dancer because I'm, you know, tall and thin. Sure. But I actually like hate when people say that. Why? Because anybody who can move any part of their body can dance. You know, dance is just movement and expression. It's just like joy coming out of the body, basically. Yeah. Um, but. No, I want anyone to dance. I don't care even if you have rhythm. I just want you to move your body and just experience it, basically. So do you, like, uh, when you, do you, like, build a relationship with people, like, in your classes? And are you pretty close with them, like, outside oh, of outside of dance? Because yeah, it's like, you guys have, like, a, a, a fraternity in a way. Yeah, well, sorority. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but it is it is like that. Um, so in my company, we have three parts to it. Okay. So there's the youth company, um, girls about 7 to 12 years old, I think. Okay. Um, there's the community adult group, which is um, women of all ages and backgrounds. Um but, and then there's the company that I'm in, which is the pro company. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we all do the performances. Um, we all are a huge family. It's it's really a company of like 30 people together when you think about the drummers who come into it too. Yeah. Um, and we're all very, very close. So it's definitely a family. That's cool. And then any t- anytime you do a show, you know, you, you make these bonds because you have to trust people to like... Hold your body weight. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's a big part. You don't want to dance with someone that you can't trust. Yeah. Do you guys ever have any butting heads? What's a good butting head sure. story? Give me a good, let's talk a some good shit, Devin. butting head story? Um, I mean, there have definitely been times where ego gets in the way of yeah. things. Sure. You know, um, but it usually resolves itself pretty well. I know that I've heard of stories of people storming out in rehearsals. And oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think, I won't name who it is. Yeah, there was yeah. one person who I ever worked with where I really thought I was about to quit. And the whole cast kind of felt that way. But we stuck What was it. happening? I mean, you don't need just, to say names, but... It was just, um, yeah, a lot of ego. When ego gets in the way... Like, she wanted to be the center of, like, everything? Is that what you mean? Like, she had everything needed to be revolved? This person, yeah, wanted... The way that they spoke to us was just pretty condescending. And you don't don't want to help someone make something that they'll put their name on if they're going to be treating you poorly the entire time. Yeah. You want to feel appreciated. So, that's the only time that I've ever really experienced something go poorly is usually when it's, like... One person in the cast thinks that the choreographer isn't doing their job, or they're just not trusting them, or the choreographer like is not treating their cast members as equals. Right. People, you yeah. know. And it's I guess that's a good. big team effort too. Everybody really has to work with each other <laughs> in order to make everything run smoothly. Because then, if there's any hiccups, yeah, you know, kind of. Shows like a weak link in the chain in your armor. Yeah. There, do you know what I mean for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't really want those people dancing with you. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, I can see that. 
What's, uh, I guess, like, do you have any, I, I guess another question I have, do you have any, like, hip or ankle issues, knee <laughs> issues from dancing? It just seems like a lot of... I was of, like, <laughs> like, cool things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that kind of hip, yeah. No, like, mobility, I guess it... it oh, seems, yeah, I was broken all over. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to ask, yeah, that's, man, that's, uh, that's something that scares me about dance is, like, you hear the horror stories about the feet. Just getting smashed and like, uh, yeah, I I don't do points, so I don't have any problems with that. I mean, I got a little injury last night when I was dancing. Um, Oh, sure. Yeah, I just like cut my foot. You know that happens because I dance barefoot. Oh, I was like, how'd you cut your foot? Yeah, (laughs) someone wore shoes on the dance floor and left some type of rock or salt on there. Piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to learn. How to take care of yourself. It's not just dancing and then the rest of your life you're just a person that walks around and has a different body. Like, you have to take care of yourself. So it's like a lot of rehab. What's some of the rehab Mm -hmm. work they have to do with dancing? Um, I foam roll a lot. A lot of myofascial release? A lot of myofascial release. I'm like a big, like, I love massage. Like my friends and I, we get together and trade massages all the time, oh, nice. and um, take a lot of baths. You, you do know? like the Epsom salts oh, yeah. and stuff like that all okay. the time. As I dance, uh, I have rehearsal in summer. Sometimes I'm dancing three or four nights a week. Wow! So, yeah, that's a lot of impact yeah, on your joints. Yeah, and then just working out in between, trying to sure. Did you do yoga and stuff like that? You said yeah. you mentioned you were working out. Yeah. Were you an instructor there? No, I don't have my certification okay. yet. <laughs> um, but, no, I was just doing front desk there. But, okay. um, yeah, it's just all rehab. And then also knowing your limitations. You yeah. Know? Like not pushing something so far that you end up hurting yourself. So oiling the machine. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So how often do you uh, spend, like, you said you work about four, three, four days a week uh, dancing. And mm-hmm. how many, like, days a week do you, would you spend on rehab? Is it every day as well? I do something every day for myself. Sure. Like, whether it's foam rolling, stretching, just doing, um, you know, core stabilization or just, you know, an off day. Like, sometimes you just need an off day. That it's every day there's something. Yeah. And I do a lot of like self energy work too, you know, okay. just meditation. Body, a lot of meditation, a lot of body scanning to be like, okay, this feels really off, like what's going on in yeah. my left shoulder compared to my right hip. Just keeping up on anatomy and also, just eating the right things. Yeah, that's a big thing. That'll, I mean, like a lot of shitty nutrition will inflame your, yeah. inflame your guts and just inflame your muscles and everything. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, like I, I was an idiot when I was younger, and like when I would, I used to fight yeah. uh, in mixed martial arts, and so when I'd have people, like I would just redden my body, like redline it all day oh. long. I would just train, and I wouldn't do any stretching, wouldn't do anything like that, and my body like shut down. Where yeah. I had to take. I had to take months off just to rehab my body, and it it's weird because I'm like, I just turned 28, turned 28 two days ago. I'm like, man, I, I, oh, thanks. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I feel like 35, 40 years old. Like, my joints, like, every time I open up, like, hands above my head, I can feel my shoulders crack. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta yeah. take better care of myself because I, like, 
It's like redlining your vehicle. And if you redline it every single day, the vehicle's going to shit out. But if you, like, take care of it every day, the vehicle's going to last you forever. And I, at the rate I was going in my early 20s, I was, like, just redlining it every day. And now I'm trying to figure it out and take care of everything. But it's hard. I did a lot of damage. So and your body will do that. Like you'll, it'll push through if you make it. Yeah. But it'll just collapse. Right. Even just with emotional stress. Like I know, if I'm super stressed out at work, or, you know, something goes wrong with my family. Like I really have to check in with my body because that's when I'll get injured. Yeah. You know. Your muscles will be strained because they're not thinking. They're thinking about everything outside of it. Yeah. You just things. like you grip so much more in your muscles than you realize that you do. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's also, yeah, maybe it's just all stress-induced, too. I gotta figure my shit out, Devin. No, that's why I like talking to you to you guys, though, because I like uh, seeing what you guys do to take care of, you know, not just you, but, like, yeah. other athletes I've had on the podcast, just to take care of everything, and, um, I guess, what, what's your favorite thing about dance? What keeps favorite? you going? What keeps you in it? Because now you're pretty immersed. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this recently because I just started diving back into choreographing my own work again. Um, I'm making a solo on one of my best friends right now. Um, So, like, you're making her Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, choreographing for a show that's in, like, three weeks. Oh, shit. Um, I guess what keeps me going, I just have always, like, really liked... To move. I don't know. Like when I was yeah. little, I did gymnastics. No, I'm just like I'm just like really interested in what like the body can do. Like yeah. this, you see dancers or martial artists who just train and train and train and train and train. They can do things with their bodies that like, how do they? You know, how do they get yeah. there? You know. But I guess part of it is like community, just. Having a base of people that you can call upon when you need them. Oh, yeah. Um, part of it is to stay active and fit because I just feel better totally, like, mentally and physically if I'm active. And I guess, I don't know, I just love it. Like, I don't always love every dance that I do, but sure. I would rather be... Dancing in a dance that's mediocre than not doing any dance at all. So do you feel like uh, like a day's gone by and, by and you haven't danced? You're like, something, something isn't right? Like, my mind isn't... like Because yeah. I'll do that, like, every day I don't do jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have went to jiu-jitsu today. Yeah. I'm like, I like oh, or I need like, I need to exercise in order for my mind to feel, like, alert. Totally. And if I don't, then, like, I feel dumb and lethargic all day until, like, I... Like, get my heart rate yeah. pumping, you know? And, like, doesn't matter what I do. Row, ride my bike, yeah. uh, I go on a run, martial arts, weightlifting, whatever. It, but I need to, like, get my heart rate spiked at least once in order to feel good. Is it kind of like that where you're like, dude, I didn't dance today. I feel like shit. Yeah, like, I get uh, depressed. Yeah, like, me too, man. And I don't, I don't take a class every day necessarily. Sure. But I dance in my kitchen or you know I just like I'm always moving and choreographing something just because I like the feeling of my body falling off center and catching myself and you know kind of making puzzles in my body that I then have to unravel and figure out it's just like hasn't stopped since I started college but 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely have had problems since I was younger with depression and it's always worse if I'm not dancing. If I start dancing, it's always better. You know, last night I wasn't really feeling like I wanted to go to class and then I went and I had an incredible time and I felt amazing for the rest of the night, just totally mentally clear and I just always feel better. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? Like a drug in itself. It is. It's serotonin. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. The dopamine release. That's true. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, man, I'm the same way with my, with my shit, like with martial with jiu-jitsu and stuff. It's like, you wouldn't think it makes you feel better to go try to choke somebody <laughs> or like have somebody yes, choke you, you know, or like have somebody choke you. And yeah. like sometimes you get choked out. Like I went to sleep. I didn't think I, I thought it was fine. Like two weeks ago, and I got put in an Ezekiel choke, okay. which is just like a what you put. It's a chuckle. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna explain it. On the back. I know but, a uh, couple of them okay. from uh, Osme, who used to. He taught me. A oh couple yeah, I've heard of yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, but so I got put in this Ezekiel choke, and I thought it was fine. There were like ten seconds left in the round. I was like, yeah. I'm good. And then I <laughs> have the craziest dream. The crazy, like I just went out cold, and then I wake up to my coach who like choked me out. He's like, dude. Are you all right? And he's like, you're out for like three seconds. I was like, dude, I just had the weirdest dream. I had a dream of my son like running through a field <laughs> and like, uh, it was, it was nuts. Awesome. But I mean, you know, but like I felt really good afterwards. It's like, uh-huh. you know, you just, you, you can go to a dark place and like push your body to a limit, but you'll feel good afterwards. And I yeah. think that's one of the cool things with, uh, with physical arts, like martial arts. Like I, I really do think dance is a martial art. I really think it is. Yeah, definitely. It definitely takes I think yoga is too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. the dedication to it. So many people have said to me, like, oh, what are you going to do with your dance degree? That's always what we get asked when we're in school and out sure. of school. It's like, I don't know, probably dance. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I kind of uh, took this for, so I could dance more, yeah. I'm like, microbiology. I'm going to take up insurance, actually. Actually, that is what I do in my <laughs> That's what I do in my day job. <laughs> insurance? Uh, well, I'm a, a medical biller, so I work oh, with sure. all the insurance companies. Yeah, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no I can see what's good. <laughs> So, so, hey, let's switch gears here with the uh, Cream City Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, if you could just, like, kind of break that down, what that is. Um, tell me how, when is it starting? Uh, yeah. What, what it all entails. I guess uh, I'll let you kind of yeah. shoot, shoot your, shoot your so, pitch here. You know? right now we've got, um, it's open for submissions for either um, it's a single person to do stand-up or comedy shows that people want to submit for. Like skits and improv type deal? Um, just, yeah, comedy shows, like, more than one person. Something that's been already formed in a group or... Sure. Yeah, just open to, um, open until the middle of January. January 15th, right now yep. is the cutoff. Um, and then we'll go through, kind of pick who is going to be part of the festival and then the festival is May 9th through 12th. So May a, 9th through the 12th. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a completely free festival. And where is this located then? There's a lot of locations. I mean, we've done it before at um, Club Garibaldi in the past. We've done um, Up and Under. We've done Sugar Maple. It's, oh, wow. It's okay. kind of all across um, All across Milwaukee. Milwaukee, nice. Yeah, a lot on the east side, a lot on... Um, River West, Walker's Point, you know, we try to hit a couple different 
um, neighborhoods. Hell yeah. Um, so is this great. the first ever Cream City Comedy Festival? Is this just the first? This is the first, this is the first one, first year, one for me. Right? No, this is the fourth year. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I just figured I'd ask for the... It's always really fun. It's um, one of the producers, Sammy. It's around his birthday every year, so he always does a big party as well. And oh, he DJs fun. it, and it's really great. He DJs it. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> Young zucchini. Yeah. Change that name. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> You'll be on board before you know. I don't think I will. <laughs> He's got like a cult. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, but it's. Like, it's my favorite weekend of the year, usually, because you can go and see comedians from New York and Chicago and Iowa and just kind of all over. They submit, and then you also get to see some of the local talents. And Yeah. So how does uh, the selection go for that? Do you guys, like, basically meet up together, and you're like, okay, I got Johnny Haha applying, huh. I got Johnny Ho Ho applying, you know, and like... They're you actually guys, uh, barred from... Those, those are yeah, two are barred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, so like, do you look look under everybody's videos, and yeah. you're like, okay, uh, this guy looks good, like he'd be a good fit for this room, or like, do you look at it that way, like, I think he'd do better at Sugar Maple, or I think he'd do better at here, or do you just kind of fit them in where you can, how yeah, does that, because that mean, stuff intrigues me. Well, I haven't been, you know, since it is my first year, I haven't gone through that process Sure, right, that, that was yet. a dumb question, um, okay. No, but, but I know that, yeah, we will be looking at all the submissions, and um, just kind of curating each one of the shows. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go about, you know, placing which shows where, um, but yeah, every show is curated, every submission is looked at, um, and then they try to get in as many faces as they haven't had in the past as possible, so it's not, sure. you know, the same festival every like single year. Like this space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cherry-picked in that way, but, um, really open to a lot of different types of comedians. I feel like I'd be really nervous if I was in charge of producing something that big. Okay. I mean, I, was, <laughs> I guess that's my way of asking, does it make you nervous being in charge Not of all really. that stuff? I mean, everybody who's on board has been doing it already for the past three years. Sure. And I know them personally as friends. Maybe if I didn't know them, yeah. it might be more difficult. But, you know, seeing as the fact that I worked with them last year... To help them produce the show at Invivo, it just went so smoothly that I knew it would go really well, and everybody, you know, gets along really well and is really professional, and so it's pretty easy to work with everyone. So. Oh, yeah. I'm not nervous until you started making me think about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that stuff. I'm like, man, because I went to, and I uh, talked to Matt Kempel, the guy who owns mm-hmm. Underground Collaborative, and I had yeah. him on the podcast, and he was talking about his schedule of all the stuff that he has to keep on, keep it on, like he has to have like all these different shows, plays, comedy, yeah. he's got stand-up, he's got sketch comedy, he's got improv, he's got play, like theater, yeah. drama, poetry, he's got all that shit that he's got to like manage in the underground collaborative. Yeah. That's not including all the stuff outside, just Milwaukee camp, comedy, like cake stand-up, all this stuff. I'm like, dude, just to stay organized on top of all that, like my, that's about how my mind does not work that way. So I give you guys yeah. props. I really do. And like, because the, the show... Or the co- comedian can only work if there's somebody producing these shows. Yeah. So thank you. I do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, really it's a beast it. that I don't think that I could could manage yet. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe down the road if I got 
to know how shows sort of work a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, man, it seems like a nightmare. Very unorganized. Very scatterbrained, too. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I think, you know, it's good that they've all done it for a few years, but, you know, my background coming from dance, like, I'm always organizing, yeah. like, one show to the next, and, you know, when you're a freelance artist, you're curating all of your own shows, so something that I've been doing already You've already for a been long producing time, it's shows. just, now this is the first time that I'm doing it with comedy in yeah. a festival, so. It seems more manageable, too. It's like, ah, well, he had a good set or he had a bad set. It's like, well, if somebody fucks yeah. up their choreography really bad, it'll like throw the whole dance. Um, dude, I like made, I actually had uh, choreographed a whole lightsaber fight scene this summer. Awesome. It was really fun. It was actually pretty sweet. Yeah. It was pretty intense. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool. But then the guy got injured. He's like 50 years old and he plays with lightsabers, so it probably should have been the red flag when I first met him. Yeah. Uh, but Everyone's you know, got to have something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then he like hurt his foot, so I haven't been able to do it too much with him. And we yeah. were just like coming up with a sweet, yeah. Sweet sequence. I have it on Instagram. Not a big deal. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I might show you later. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely check that out. <laughs> so what's up? What else is up, man? You got anything you uh, anything else you want to talk about? I want to keep everything as open as possible. Um, trying to. I got wrote some notes. Uh, oh. Wrote some notes trying to think. You know what we talked about? What kind of issues do you have? Like knee, oh. hip, ankle? <laughs> is it more ankle than shin? Is it more? Uh, my ankles uh, are pretty good. Hip. Knee, IT band. Uh, IT band, that's... Yeah. A lot of lateral movement. That's always the assume. devil, isn't it? Yeah. I, I did have a weird IT band injury. Sorry, I shouldn't just ask, hey, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, out of contact. <laughs> You're like, what's your social security? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've... So, I get a lot of, like, neck injuries, actually, because I have a really long neck. Okay. My chiropractor always like said that I'm, like... Yeah, my chiropractor says that I'm built like a palm tree, so there's like all these places for me to just like break. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, but I think probably more than anything, because I do work at a desk now. Yeah, so shoulders forward. That's bad, but it's my lower back, and that's why it's like if I don't dance samba for a while, it's like hard to get it back. Because sure. it's all about the hips, and then the desk work like freezes your hips yeah. <laughs> so strong in your lower back. But I don't know. I take pretty good care of myself. Like, and how old are you? If you don't remember, I'm 28. 28. I'm gonna be 29. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. I take vitamins. <laughs> I eat my vegetables. You know, I just try my hardest to. Make sure everything's good. I do have this, like, hamstring that always kills me because I tore it twice, but... Through dance, or how did you... Um, actually, through softball. How did <laughs> that happen? <laughs> um, the first time I... Oh, actually, you know what? The first time I did tear it through dance, I was on dance team for... Oh, like in school? One season. Oh, no. And uh, these horrible captains... Kept pushing us, even though I told them I pulled my hamstring and I tore it on the field. Ooh. And then I tore it the second time in softball while I was sliding. Yeah. That's a big muscle to tear when you're young. Yeah. That's a huge, huge muscle. Yeah. It's like the third biggest muscle. It throws everything off. Yeah. So do you have to, like, stretch it? Like, is that stem from, like, a lot of... It turned into a lot of calf and glute issues then as well? Because um, everything kind of has to compensate for it? 
A little bit. It's pretty good now. So. Sorry I'm asking you all these questions. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry about my body all day. Um, it's, it's gotten a lot better than it used to be. So when I was in college, I started studying Alexander Technique. What's that? Um, so how do we <laughs> explain? Because it's, a, it's really lofty. There's a lot that goes into it. But basically, it's um, postural alignment... It's like a cognitive approach to it. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding the different curves in your spine um, and how everything in movement in your body is like a push and a pull. So it's balancing. Um, so, you know, chiropractic is like a manipulation to put your spine in place. Yeah. But Alexander Technique is like tuning in almost like how you would in Reiki and like understanding how the spine balances everything and then how that has an effect on the rest of the body. So, say you get a lot of headaches or something like that. Well, then maybe your back, your head is, you know, maybe your chin juts out too much and it's actually, like, condensing part of your spine. And that affects all the muscles, and then your body does start to compensate for things. But um, it's also... uh, related. Don't, like, a lot of of migraines stem from that, too, when you get, like... Next my... stiffness, then you don't get all the blood flowing to certain parts of the brain, yeah. and then, then it'll cause swelling, which will yeah. have migraines. And I get migraines because I do exactly this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's a lot that goes into it, too. You study the mind and body and how they are connected. Um, just think about posture when you're sad. Like, your heart might actually sink back. Yeah. It's very different than when you feel happy and excited and you might be moving forward. It, like, has a complete effect on your brain. So I started studying that to kind of heal some of the injuries in my body. Man, I got postured like an emo Nemo then. I'm just sitting here <laughs> like a sad Sally. You know, <laughs> the emo boys got a place in my heart. It's okay. Man, there was this guy. What band was it? Escape the Fate. Wasn't the guy from Escape the Fate? Didn't he go to prison? Ollie? For, yeah, yeah, he for stabbed like kill, Yeah, stabbed the guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he didn't kill him, though. He stabbed him, right? I don't know if he killed him Okay, I know. I remember hearing about that, and uh, I was like, damn, dude, that guy looked... Uh, it's from the Teenagers music yeah, video. That's disappointing. Yeah, I remember. My son's that. name is Ollie. Damn. Oh, <laughs> Child's murderer. <laughs> Please don't stab anybody, Ollie. Please. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't thought of Escape the Fate like Warp Tour 09. Oh man, yeah, I remember. I, I went to, I think it was uh, Warp Tour 2009. Say Anything was there, I believe. It was a good I've year. I've seen them. That was a good, those guys are fun. Yeah, I, I think I saw them. I don't know. I always wanted to be I saw like, Angels and Airwaves too. I don't know if that Oh, was. I saw them at the rave one year. And I wanted them to leave. What? <laughs> they were so bad. Oh, really? Dude, Tom DeLonge, the lead singer, the guy from Blink-182, batshit insane. Like, oh, he's I convinced, bet. he's convinced that he, aliens captured him, probed him, and now, like, now he's just living amongst humans. Like, he, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast, like, a year or two ago. Yeah. And went balls deep about... Like getting abducted by aliens and how there's aliens in Area 51 and everything. I'm like, man, this guy. He's he always pretty crazy. Has he been? I didn't ever really get into Blink-182 when they were like huge. And then I got into him like after. I mean, I heard the hits, but yeah. I didn't. Uh, I just heard him on road. I feel like you could like, kind of understand that he was insane just from the way that he would sing. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I couldn't know. Like, no it. one does that. <laughs> People don't talk like that. Yeah. yeah no, that's probably it's true. only Tom DeLong. Yeah. His pants are too tight. I don't trust him like that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Because I have a Take It Back Sunday. Oh, okay. So. Oh, that's another throwing it back, man. Throwing it back. That's actually when I saw Angels and Airwaves. They were playing with Take It Back Sunday. Really? I don't know. Ten years ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds, yeah. Sounds about like their heyday. Mm-hmm. It is weird how like... um you know, like when you're a little and you're driving in the car and your mom would like put on a radio station or like a song that she really liked growing up. Yeah. Like, I can't believe music was like this growing up. And then when we were kids, they had all this weird scene music, like, oh, like yeah. that stuff, like taking back Sunday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you got the sweater on. I was like, she was oh, probably yeah. scene kid in the early 2000s. Oh, uh, but, um, <laughs> like, you know, you, you hear about like, you listen to your parents' music and then, but this is our music now. Like when we're yeah. when we're grown ups and like I show my son like gangster rap from the early two thousands and everything like Chameleonaire like I'll, 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 I'll show <laughs> him Chameleonaire. Amazing. Right, dirty dude. He likes that. He'll sit there and he'll bump to it, you know. But uh, but that's my that's yeah. our time's music. It's t- contemporary, <laughs> and that music's gonna. I feel like scene music. Kids who didn't grow up in our. Yeah. Our uh, generation, they're not going to fucking listen to that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My, I feel my, like... If, my kids might. My your kids might? Well, anyway. if you, like, listen to them, like, if you sit there in the womb and you put, like, the headphones up against... My son's mom used to do that with Jack Johnson. <laughs> and, yeah. like, my son, now Jack Johnson comes on, my son will be cool as a cat. I think yeah. there's something to that. Like, he'll sit there and he'll just be chilling in the back seat of the car. And yeah. like if you put on Jack Johnson, he'll be upset. You put on Jack Johnson, he'll be cool as a whistle. It's <laughs> That's weird, pretty man. cool. It is cool. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. That's going to be my kids with Prince. I'm going to have, like, Prince. Kiss playing on my big old pregnant belly. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, Devin, is there anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to talk about? Any dance things coming up? Any comedy stuff? You have dance things coming up. Yeah, plug them up. Uh, January 26th, uh, Get It Out There is at Danceworks Studios. Okay. There's three programs, A, B, and C. It's all local artists um, doing kind of works in progress. I'm performing in one of the shows, which is Program B, but my my piece that I'm choreographing is in Program C, but all the shows are really good. There's going to be hip-hop, there's, um, I think, a Katak performance, um, Indian-style oh. dance, um, there's modern contemporary, there's lots of different forms in it. So that's coming up, and then um, Every Monday night, we have for, it's a women's only class, but um, Carlise runs um, at Delaware House here in Bayview. Oh, that's right down the road. Yeah, we do classes at 7.30, and it's all a Samba series right now for the next six weeks, so... Sweet, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Just all fun, Yeah, fun, That's <laughs> awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah. And then thank you. Thank you for everything with the comedy. Producing the comedy festival. I know, I can't as well. wait. That's going to be awesome. Fun. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Devin, thank you very much. Devin Settle, everybody. That was Devin Settle. What a nice, uh, nice lady. It was good to shake things up a bit talking to a dancer. And sorry if I went on a long rant about the whole, uh, uh, muscle recovery stuff. I know that's not interesting to everybody, but it's interesting to me. And that's the beauty of these podcasts because I talk about shit that I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I guess, uh, not really sure where to go here. I'm going to head over to Voyager tonight. That'll be a good show. I'm excited to head over to that, see what that's all about. And, uh, yeah, you guys have yourself a good night. We'll end on a little music here. 
do make damn sure by uh, taking back Sunday because I got brought up on the podcast. How about that? That would be funny. I like uh, like these guys. They're one of those bands that uh, I don't know. Hope doesn't get lost in time, and I feel like they will. Get too far from me, I'll 